Welcome to Ride Hard, Love Harder, a podcast for biker couples, non-biker couples, singles, and travelers. In this podcast, we'll take our listeners on a journey through our travels across the United States on our motorcycles and a journey through our marriage. We'll laugh a lot. We'll share a lot of great stories as we encourage and inspire you and yours to celebrate life and have fun as you ride hard love, love harder. harder. Well, welcome to the show today. How's everybody doing? It's been a, a month since the wife has been on. I didn't come on Thursday, uh, but we'll be back on uh, our regular schedule, hopefully this week, back to having a good time. But listen, today... And it might be a part two, we don't know. We're going to try to get through it all today. But today, we're going to have a great time. We're going to simply be talking about Christian marriage. Christian marriage. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how things we should do and not do and have fun. But now, let me let y'all know this here right now. I'm not a psychiatrist. Wifey ain't a psychiatrist. Uh, we just giving our opinions based off of our marriage and, and, and some of the friends that we've had along the way and a lot of things that we've learned as far as studying and researching and stuff like that. Uh, but we really just want to have fun and we just want people to grow in love, grow in faith, grow in God, and just grow your marriage in a positive way. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing here. So that's kind of our disclaimer. Uh, we are probably going to use some... Uh, adult language for those of you who are not used to adult language we're just gonna come on out with it and just do what it do all right what you think about wife you ready i'm ready okay then so listen what we're gonna really talk about first is just putting god first putting god first in your marriage that can be an up and down roller coaster i think we looked at some of the surveys and we saw uh that definitely if God is first in your marriage, uh, not saying that if you, if you can, cause there's a lot of successful marriages, I think we looked at that, that they don't know God, but the survey showed by numbers that knowing God in a marriage or putting God in a marriage, you tend to have the more successful marriage. Yes, I feel that when God is first in the marriage, you have something to fall back on. He should be first and foremost anyways, but when you're having problems in the marriage, you have somewhere to go uh, to help solve things. And the Bible is the book of life. So to have the Bible and understand the Bible together and to seek God together and to have him at the center of everything and atop, on top of uh, only can strengthen your marriage. And, and let the truth be told. And we didn't look at this in a survey, but I saw this in a survey. Most men come to Christ because of the woman anyway. It's normally the wife or the girlfriend or whatever you want to call her, your long-term relationship. She starts to accept Christ and then normally the man gets involved then and then a lot of times once the man uh, understands where the wife is going with this or understand what the Bible is saying, a lot of times his role will change because he's now realizing uh, that God truly did call him, call for him to be the head of the household, well, a lot of times, you know, we, our ego think we're the head of the household, but biblically, uh, we're not the head of the household. And a lot of times, wives, you know, they, they graciously and they let us think we're the head of the household. A lot of times, they run in the house. 
But once a man truly, truly gets into the word of God, gets embedded uh, in the kingdom, uh, the Holy Spirit tends to take over and things are changed within him that he's not even noticing because God is just working. Yeah, I think with putting God first that he uh, makes it a he can make it a successful marriage for you even when you can't. Uh, but in changing your thought process when you come to Christ, you know, you become a new you and then things change little by little. Uh, and like you said, people are unaware about their changes, but they're seeking God first. So then they're, they do change. They're a new person when they come to Christ. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You got anything you want to add on that? Cause, I'm good. Cause keeping your vows first as well. When you when you go and you have marriage, and you're in a marriage, really understanding the vows that you said in today's time, those vows don't mean a lot to a lot of people because divorce isn't so prevalent in today's world. But being a Christian helps strengthen that marriage, and then keeping your vows sacred within the marriage is important. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So now we're going to talk about a subject that a lot of people, this is actually this here whole topic and show, and y'all know we just kind of freestyling and putting together, actually came about because I was listening to the regular FM radio and the DJs was talking about certain things. One of the things they talked about is sexuality and Christian marriages compared to sexuality and non-Christian marriage. Now, we're not going to get into Christian marriage, non-Christian marriage, because you figure that part out where your life is with Christ. But we are going to be talking about uh, having sex in a marriage prevents lust, temptations outside of the marriage. And then I think we probably need to go a little bit more into the roundabout circle of what having sex or having positive sex relationship in a Christian marriage can do. Number one, for those of you who didn't get the memo, God wants his married couples to have sex. It's all through the Bible. And one of the things that uh, we have to realize is, and this is kind of where I, I was wanting to kind of go with this, so I'm going to go there. Uh, Sometimes the church, don't teach enough about sex within the relationship or within a marriage. And a lot of times when people do get married, they're confused on what they're supposed to do sexually with their partner simply because the church didn't uh, expand or expository or whatever you want to say on that subject. Uh, and I do think, like, like we got written here, having sex do prevent a lot of other different things within your your marriage. Yes. Uh, you know, and generally men are very focus-driven in what they see, and they have temptations with what they see, where women are more of a feel and, you know, and want that connection with the husband, and it's not seeing a handsome guy and saying, oh, I want sex with them. But a man's, you know, visual is, in, you know, they're made that way they're visual creatures uh so keeping sex within the marriage and finding out what your spouse likes within the sexual bedroom and things of that nature and being creative in there as well and changing things up not always keeping it the same uh and in dating you know uh 
is important. Uh, and it can be a date night at home and to have sex. It's okay to make those things happen with when you're married and you're in this. And like uh, Eric said, you know, God wants us to have sex and God wants it to be pleasing to each other as, you know. And I think it's very important because one of the reasons for divorce is not having sex, you know, and then you have people going outside the marriage. And when I'd worked with some girls that were getting out of prostitution, I questioned these girls on why men came to them. And 90% of men that go to a prostitute go to a prostitute because they want a blowjob. Uh, so women, don't hesitate to give your husband a blowjob. Or the politically correct way is oral sex. Oral sex. <laughs> I just thought I'd have fun sure, with that. Sure, go right ahead. But, but I wanted to talk about <laughs> something that you said that a lot of couples don't look at it. Like I know you said how men is visual, and then you had mentioned, you know, hey, sometime as a woman we may just see a guy and think, hey, he's a nice little guy and move on. We need to understand, and, and especially, and I'm probably going to say this in a joking way, Ladies, if your man just kind of looking at a woman, I don't mean this personally, that don't mean he want her, that don't mean he like her. It probably don't even mean he wants to say hey to her. 20 minutes later, he probably ain't going to remember what she looked like. But I will say this, ladies, if your man ain't even taking a peek at a woman every blue moon, you might want to have a talk. <laughs> because if they visual, if men is visual, there's just certain things we just notice about a woman. We just we sit in that chair while you trying on your shoes. And we're like, oh, that's a nice looking woman. You know, we don't really think that's a nice looking woman, but we'll just kind of look at that woman. You find your man never ever looking at a woman, you might just want to sit down, have a talk. Uh, not that you're trying to start an argument, but you just want to make sure. That, that your man still likes, you know, I'm just I'm making a joke about it, but you know, and, and vice versa. Uh, men, don't get mad if your woman every blue moon just kind of look at a guy for a split second. But if you if you notice she's only looking at women, you might want to have a talk with her. I mean, because once once upon a time we we got some mutual friends, and I had brought to your attention that I felt like one of our friends who was a female liked it women. And I had said to you, when we go out to eat or we do certain things, I noticed that she checking out the women more than the men do. And you never noticed. And then after a while, I would kick you on the leg, on the elbow, and say, you know, because nobody knew we was thinking this but us. Then later on, through social media, we saw her hanging out with, what we thought was a guy turned out to be a woman, yeah, yeah. you know, so the, the signs was there, you know, so that's why I'm saying women, please, you know, I know, you know, now if your man just sitting there and he done mouth done flew open, he's looking at someone, there's an issue, but just a woman walks by and she got on shorts and, you know, hair, whatever, you know, he don't even know what that woman looks like. That's just God created him to be a man, to be attracted to women, and he's just going to take a little look. And, and he ain't meaning it personally, and, and men, vice versa, you ain't the sexiest man on earth, so every now and you got a little beer gut, that guy that go to the gym all the time, gonna walk by, and the woman gonna notice the little chest and all. It's, look, it's okay. And I want to interject and say, men, be aware that if you're complimenting other women, you should be complimenting your wife more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to put my glasses on so I can <laughs> see. What's... But, but, now, so, because some men are simply just downright dogs. And no matter how much you have sex with them as a wife, they low down sales is gonna still have sex outside the marriage. That's true, but that's called the sexual addict. No, that's called an idiot. <laughs> Let's be real. You got a decent good woman at home, you shouldn't have to. That's called an idiot. Or egotistic man. I don't think it's really uh, I, you know. I'm not saying it's not sexual addict, but I'm just saying in some cases it's just a man's ego. You know, that old fashioned saying I want the cake, pie and ice cream, we need it too. But that goes back to what we open up with, with putting God first, first. in your marriage. That helps protect everything that, helps protect. that we're going to be talking about. Right. That truly, truly, 100% helps protect everything. But at the same time, we need to look at the fact, I think you had said this here, uh, men and women do look at sex differently. Men and women do have different thoughts about sex at some point within your relationship and i know we're going to talk about communication you guys need to understand that and it needs to only be between you two uh because I mean, a prime example once again many many years ago we knew of, of a couple that we fellowship with where the husband just wanted his wife sometime to wear attractive shoes uh and she thought that was crazy. And I, you know, I'm not going to be doing that. And it was like, but why? Y'all at home, all he's saying is just, you know, I, I, I didn't get, even at that particular time, we, we both probably knew in our relationship, I didn't get it. And it took me a while to understand it. And then I realized I still don't get it. That's your husband. He's just saying, what's some nice? You find out what your spouse enjoys. Right. And it may not make sense to you, but if your spouse enjoys it, and it's not making you feel totally uncomfortable wearing a pair of platform shoes or whatever kind of shoes he wanted to wear. What is the big deal in that? If it's pleasing your spouse, who gonna know? Only reason we know because she brought it up. <laughs> you know, if she wouldn't have been talking to us and she brought it up asking you, like, what would you do if that happened? Because I don't. You like that's what he wants. I'm putting them shoes on. You know. So you really, really have to. First of all, you need to understand something uh, in Christian marriage. God actually wants you to probably have more sex than mentally that you are having because it's the foundation of who we are. And then when you look at, and I will say this, when you look at how God set it up in the beginning, you know, when God said, this is good, this is good, I created man, this is good. When you look at what God did to Adam, he really didn't give Adam a lot of responsibility. He said, reproduce the earth and plow the field. In other words, he told Adam, carry your butt to work and have sex with this woman. That's, that's basically what he was saying. So when you look at the history of generation of men, that's why we work as hard as we do, and then we uh, you know, have sexual relationships the way whatever you would hope that they do. But in, in in today's society, uh, if you really look deeper in the other surveys, you'll see that the roles have changed. Where now you got the women 
who are more sexually aggressors than the men. You got the women who's the positive A sexually more than men. I mean, that's starting to turn around. You know, and you know, I don't know. I don't know the reason behind it, but it is what it is, you know. I guess we're going to the next thing. Okay, so finances. What you wanna say <laughs> what you wanna say about that, dear? Finances, you need to understand your finances and you need to understand how each other you work with money. Mm. Some and generally one person's gonna be good with money, one person's not gonna be good with money. Uh if you have two people that are bad with money, then you're going to have big problems. Uh, you have to set boundaries within the finances. Uh, and whatever that looks like with your checking account and with your savings account, uh, each spouse needs to understand what the boundaries are. Say it's, if anything's over $100, we need to have a discussion about it. If anything's over $50, if that's your budget, you know, and we need to have a discussion before we purchase these items, especially non-essential items for the household. Sometimes, you know, you may have money that you can run through, but uh, you still need boundaries at some point and somewhere so that uh, your finances are secure for your household. And also, you know, tithing to the church and things of that nature. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it goes once again back to putting God first. Mm. Uh but I think something that, you know, I don't, I'm not questioning whether couples do it or not, but I always say whatever accounts you have, you only need one of that account. I get that you work at a job, he work at a job, so your 401K through the job uh, may be separate. But, you know, you only need one checking account. You only need one savings account with both parties' name on it. Uh, if you have an outside mutual fund or whatever you have, you really can only use need one of those because in that particular case, unlike a 401k, they taking the money out of your checking account that you say take out. So that should be in each other's name. Uh, and then I think when it comes to the bills, uh, like what you said, one person for some reason sometimes is stronger than the other person. It may be so men don't get the ego in. Your wife may be better at doing the finances than you. So if that's the case, when y'all talk about it, both of y'all be in agreement that, hey, she's going to be the one to pay the bills. So that means when she come to you and she say, hey, baby, this week or this month, we need to cut back, don't get in your feelings. It's not that she don't want you to have nothing. She's just saying for right now, or vice versa, it could be the man he said to the woman, but men can get ego in their feelings, so I'm why I'm addressing it that way. If your wife is stronger in the accounting department than you are, and she has to say to you, hey, baby, this month, you know, let's take it easy, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you can't go on two golf trips, three golf trips. Maybe go on one, or maybe don't go on a golf trip, just do some local golf, or whatever it's going to be. And I'm going to interject and say that I used to do the finances, and I was so good at it that we weren't going to spend a dime over, so we were not going to have any fun. Because I was overpaying bills and things of that nature. Now, Eric does the bills, but then he lets me pay the bills. So that's what works for us. But we have a lot of fun now because before I would never, like, spend money. I would be saving all the money. 
Well, we save too. Let's yeah. not say that we. No, save. we do yeah. save yeah. too. Yeah. Yes, okay. but right. I would excessively go the opposite way. Well, you would <laughs> if we had bills. You would put too much money towards the bill. <laughs> now we can't even go out to eat. <laughs> you know, it's like we just working just to pay the bills, yeah. and we can't even go to McDonald's. I mean, mm -hmm. We can't even get a. Uh, burger, yeah. chicken, you know, cheeseburger for a dollar. I was way, I was way, way too strict you with know, the bills. And, and I was, at least yeah. we're having a good time and we still have a savings. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait a minute now. We can calm this here down. We can't, we mess with the fun. How we going, how we going to have sex and all this other stuff and uh, put God first and we ain't get, we ain't got no money. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what couples be thinking, you know, sometimes uh -huh. they, I mean, we joking about it because yeah. it's not an issue for us, but it is an issue because the survey and statistics show it is an issue. So communication in this area and also boundaries are really what I would say you need to set in the beginning of the marriage so that you understand it. Right. Because like you say, in, in our marriage, you know, the bills come in, I look at the bills, you know, I take. You know, I I say, well, pay this much, pay this much, pay this much, and then I hand the bills to you. Now, the reason why I do that because I make mistakes. I can forget sometime, and you might have to say, hey, baby, I hadn't seen the power bill. And I probably say, yeah, it's in there, but then when I look back, oh, I done left it sitting on the table. So for me, it's you double-checking behind. And, and as a man, I don't have a problem with saying that. Well, I'm saying this because some men have a problem with the wife checking behind them, it's not that she or vice versa, if it's the wife, it's not you checking behind each other. You're just trying to keep up the household together. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key is understanding keeping the household up together. So the way I do it is I get the bills, the bills come in, I take them in the office when it's time to pay them. And sometimes I forget, you know, that's just life. But then, then, then I hand the bills to you and because we do the online payment, or or most of our bills is automatic draft anyway, you know. But either one way or the other, that's how. Even the ones that's automatic draft, I still show you that bill and how much is coming out, so at least you know. Uh, and, I, and I'm saying that to say uh, that works for us. That may not work mm -hmm. for other people, but you guys have to find because really, in in a marriage. Money shouldn't be a problem because you should each know where the money is going. Like you say, for us, you know, we motorcycle, you know. So I know when you buying a leather coat or you know when I'm buying a leather coat. And a lot of times we don't say nothing to each other when that happens because sometimes I have to tell you to go buy it. I'm like, <laughs> baby, you might want to get that coat. That's a nice one. And a lot of times you don't get it or vice versa. But when we don't have the money, I, I can say, and neither one of us has ever gotten upset or, you know, we don't have it this month, baby. Or you might say to me, well, right now, baby, we don't have it. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what you got to understand. This too, you know, that old-fashioned saying, this too shall pass, that too shall pass. Because I was going to go here. Okay. So this one right here for me is probably important. But at the same time, we all struggle with this, which is praying, uh, reading. What do you mean by reading before I go forward? Praying together, reading together, attending church, or having reading together, meaning doing a Bible study together, doing a, a book, you know, a Christian book together, or just even just a book together. Uh, but praying together is very important. And mm -hmm. attending church, 
together as a family, if you have a family, or uh, as a couple attending the same church, not separate churches, because I know couples that attend separate churches, which that is a little baffling to me because they stay at their home churches. But when you become one, you become one, and you need to learn Christ together. You need to be equally yoked. Yeah, well, you know, okay. For or those learn of, how to become equally yoked. For those of you who don't know, we pastor co-pastors. So I have to say as a pastor, in some situations, I may understand that because the, the husband, he may actually be a deacon at this church and really love the church. His wife may see things at the church that she just don't agree with or she doesn't like the way the pastor preaches. So therefore, if they talking about it, they may be okay with, or vice versa, going to another church. Or, especially in 2020, the wife could actually be the senior pastor and the husband don't want to be the first guy. So he goes to If that's her calling and you're a Christian together, then he might need to get over that one. I'm just, hey, you know, hey, I'm just saying. I'm this. just saying. I agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% agreeing with what you say, and I was going to say that. The guy needs to get over it. But let's just be honest. There are some guys who he's been on the deacon board 20 years, and his wife done got saved, and now she, she done turned around and became an assistant pastor, associate pastor, and now the pastor of church. Some men, let's, you know, we, we joking about it, but. They're not looking at but it as God's serving the Lord. God's path is not always our path. And, and I, but I'm saying I totally agree with that. I totally. So that's why I'm saying to men, don't get in your feelings. When, if that situation happens, just look at the fact that you both serving God. Right. And what God called you to be in. You can't get upset with your wife because she wants to become a pastor and you done been a deacon for 20 years, and all of a sudden you mad, talking about, well, I think God called me to be a pastor. When? <laughs> I'm like, when did he call you to be a pastor? When God called me, and now your ego set the ego aside, guys. If it's about God first, this shouldn't be a problem. It should not be a problem. But I'm, once again, we got to, just, you know, I'm making a joke about it. It's true. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes back to what we just said, putting God first, praying, reading now if you're a couple uh, you know i always tell couples when i uh counsel couples you know i tell them you know every five years or three years or four years or whatever you need to as a couple and i know we got COVID going on so a lot of that done c- got counseled i say you need to go to a marriage retreat somewhere whether it's small medium or large whether you're traveling a lot of places you know and it can be at a different church which i recommend a lot of times when you do go to those it be at a different church. Uh, but I do say to couples, uh, you do need to at least, you know, I, I know we can't afford to do it every year, or you may can. If you can, that's fine. But if you can't, you know, pick a certain time frame uh, and you just go, you know. Uh, and, and, and you can never get enough of those. Number one, it allows you to hang out together, laugh, fellowship together. It allows you to listen to other people. Uh, talk uh, a lot of those people probably even more experts than us so you just get to learn a lot you just get to really look at yourself uh and then they'll talk about that attending church together which 100 percent i agree that is extremely important that the two of you go to church together because a lot of times driving home from church 
guess what you can talk about? You can talk about what the word talked about that day and then grow from that. And then that puts a... As a Christian, when you're going to church and you're going to church as a family or, or with, with your spouse, uh, it's, Im- it's important to talk about it throughout the week, not just on Sunday. It's, a, it's important to bring Christ home with you and, and live through Christ. Right, so that takes us, and what we've been doing is building up for our next topic, which is simply old-fashioned, run-of-the-mill communication. It's much easier than it sounds. Truly much easier than it sounds. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a man and I'm a woman. He's, you know of a different culture and I'm of a different culture. So the communication can be challenging for us at times. We have some things down, but we're still learning. And I, I think I'm more the talker. I am a talker. So sometimes I talk too much because I just explain and repeat over and over. But that's just my character and personality. But And I'm direct and to the point. Right. But I, I say this, and I say this to people even when I counsel, a lot of women will say communication is important and we need to communicate. Well, listen, if you're going to be with that man and he likes to run off at the mouth, God gave you what you asked for. Sit your little self down. Let him talk. Let him say what he ever got to say. You just nod your head. He don't know you ain't listening to him. Matter of fact, he don't care if you ain't listening to him. He just want to get it off his chair. But you done said, I want a man that like to communicate. I want my man to talk. Well, now you got a man that don't never in life, you be sleep, he be still over there talking. Just just say, hey, God, you gave me what I asked for. Now just let me get used to this man not shutting up. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're just saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> that kid, that happens a lot. But really, though, I'm just making jokes because I like for people to have fun. Because on the flip side of marriage, should be fun. You should be having fun. I mean, it's kind of like even with us, you know, I'm preparing us for our next journey. I'm looking forward to whatever that journey is. We're going to be camping. Oh, that's right. He bought a tent already. Yeah. It just came to the door. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't where I had to, he had to speak to me. It wasn't that much. Uh, no, it was really a yeah. cheap tent. Well, I got it on Black Friday and I had been eyeballing that tent, so I got it for a good He's price. been shopping without me knowing. Yeah. But I mean. It's, but it's all in the fun of it. Right. So it's, he's creating something new for us and I appreciate him for that because he will spend money that I will not. So he's going to be more creative in that sense. I can put a picnic on the floor and think I'm being creative. Right, which but, is good, though. That That's not, I mean, I still love the picnic on the floor being creative. But it's also about having an adventure or a journey mm-hmm. in your marriage. Now, I've been talking about the little tent thing for a while. So, so once again, communication, because... I've been saying, you know, hey, this is something we need to start. Because I used to do it a lot. And when we first started dating, I hung out with the guys and we went camping and stuff. I did it a lot. So then I've gotten away from it. But there's that part of me who misses doing that. You know, so I've been talking about, hey, I think it's time we get back into it, have some fun, just do some things. 
But that goes back to what we're talking about now, communication. Right. Now, sometimes I've known men that communicate differently than my husband now. They would talk circles about what they were going to do and never do a thing. Mm-hmm. My husband now talks about it and does it. So prepare yourself with the man that you're with or the woman that you're with of how they act and do things in communication, communicating to you how that looks in your relationship so you understand it so you're not fighting about things. Actually learn the person and have the conversation with the person so that you uh, can have fun together rather than arguing. We really don't are in generally argue too much. No. I mean, we certainly have arguments, but in generally we're over them because you shouldn't go to bed mad anyways. Well, that goes back to I'm a communicator. So in the beginning, I would tell you it doesn't matter how I feel or how I react. The thing is you just need to say it to get it off your chest. Whether I'm agree or disagree with it, it's mm-hmm. not the issue. The issue is it's bothering you, so go ahead and say it. And I think that that's where a lot of people fault at because you be wanting to say now something you don't say it. So that old fashioned saying you holding it in, then when you do have an argument, everything's coming out. Mm-hmm. So if you just learn, just say it. Yeah. So if you do communicate and you learn to entrust in your spouse to tell them whatever you need to tell them. And know that you're still going to be married and you're not looking at divorce for feeling a certain way. It's very important to communicate. Well, last that, you got to look at it like this. If you was raised up in a sibling situation, whether it's brother and sister or brother, brother, sister, sister, you argued and fought with them. And y'all still brother and sister. Now you finna marry somebody that come from this house, you come from this house, and you really don't know each other's background of family until y'all get married and you're going to grow and you're going to learn that. So there's going to be some emotional times, but those emotional times are just part of the what I call the fun growth. But if you learn to communicate, because there's times I, I'll say to you, well, you know, baby, I don't realize I'm doing it. It's just the way that I was raised up and I do it. Yeah, it might be offending you, but now that you're telling me, that gives me an opportunity to say, okay, well, she said that. So sometimes I still may not catch it because if I've been doing it a certain way for 30 years, I don't even have a clue I'm doing it. But I don't get mad when you say that. I think, okay, I just need to look at myself and learn and move on and be okay with that. But you but have. being accepting of each other and your personalities and who you are. Right. It is part of communicating. Truly part of communication. That's what I was going to say, too, is truly part of a strong communication and it takes time to learn how to communicate with each other you just kind of got to feel each other learn each other and just you know just just do it and have fun we laugh a lot yeah because of how we communicate with each other right we we tend to laugh a lot and get over it really quickly right because being angry and mad is only taking your energy from you Mm -hmm. certainly there are times that you need to have a, a serious talk right uh and communicate in a way you probably don't want to. But uh, the majority of times, life is too short. Live life and enjoy. And if it's not hurting your home and the people around you, just move forward. Right. I definitely agree with that. Uh, And this next one, I don't know, you might have to take this one. Okay. 
putting your spouse first uh, before yourself is important because in today's world, uh, it's all about really narcissistic people in today's world. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been told, you know, do you, be you, you know, everything's about you. Everybody gets a trophy, you know, hooray for you. Uh, and But serving each other and serving your spouse, serving God first, but serving your spouse is next in line. And putting your spouse first, you'd be amazed if you put your spouse first of what can happen within your marriage. And, and I definitely agree with that. But when we was talking about that, I'm like, man, where are we going with that? So that's why I said take this one first. I think, just like what you said, it's okay, and once again, I've been saying this a lot because me and egos get in the way. Guys, it's okay to sit in the back seat and let your wife drive because a lot of times she's driving for you. She's pushing for you. She's doing what she's doing for you. And if y'all communicating and talking about it, you should understand where she's going. So she's actually putting you first and sometimes in ways you have no idea, and that's okay. So, guys, you just can't always just run everything. You know, sometimes you got to always think, how would my wife feel if I go out of town this weekend? Or how would my wife feel I went and played golf with the guys last weekend, and one of the guys wasn't able to go, so now he want to go play golf this weekend, but I really want to hang out with the fellas. Sometimes you've got to pause for a minute and say, oh, I don't think I need to go. You know, I went and played last weekend. Guys was down at the beach. I had a good time. I'm going to hang out with the wife this weekend. That's putting her, even though she may care less if you go, but she's going to be more appreciative if you say, hey, baby, I decided, you know, I just want to stay home with you with fellowship, you know, had that picnic on the, on the living room floor. She realizes, hey, you put me first. And I think that's. And as Eric just said, you know, she may not even care, but taking the time out and actually putting her first, uh, maybe she doesn't feel herself worthy sometimes mm. to be first. So making sure that she is first and that you show her she's first to give her that uh, maturity in that area where she is insecure. Mm -hmm. uh, and that will only grow your marriage. And this is one of those where, and I, I hate to go there, but this is one of those I think that Christian marriages do a better job at than non-Christian marriages. Especially when both, like we just said, they, they pray, they attend church together. They have a better understanding of that a lot of times just just because the word of God teaches us to have a better understanding of that. So I think this is one of those that I do believe that Christian marriages do a little bit better at this than non-Christian marriages. That's just I think it's a, a stronger sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it helps in understanding each other yeah. and why we would do that right. is being a Christian, you understand it in a different sense. Right. Right, I, I agree with that. I agree with mm -hmm. that. And the second part of that, oh, we done did that. Well, when you put when you put your spouse first, you're serving them, uh, and you're being selfless 
you have a selflessness in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll let yeah. you talk about that one. <laughs> well, it's it's the same thing as putting your spouse first. It's just selflessness on your behalf of doing that. Uh, you know, not eating the last cookie in the cookie jar if you know your spouse likes them. Uh, just those simple acts of kindness. You know, I remember when we were traveling five years ago when we went to Sturgis the first time. I was down folding laundry uh, when we did laundry and Eric came down. He had been watching TV and he came down and I asked him if he could please take some of the laundry up to the room and he took the laundry up to the room and the, a guy was down there doing laundry and he said, are you always that nice to each other? And I was kind of baffled that he had to even ask me if we were always that nice to each other. I want to make sure that my I'm nicest to my spouse of all people. When you live with somebody, that can be uncommon, I guess, mm -hmm. because you're so used to or you that's who you take things out on and things of that nature. But in reality, it should be the person that you're treating the best. Mm -hmm. So it, I was just baffled by this man who brought it to my attention because that's what I thought people did. I thought so, that too. Yeah. I mean, when you told me that story, I was like, I ain't think nothing about it. I felt I just looked at it as I'm helping her. <laughs> I mean, you know, I you know, it didn't even cross but my it mind was at all. Also, the conversation that we were having with each other and how right. pleasant we were to each other. Right. And the guy was just baffled that that's how we really were with each other. Right. And, right. And I was baffled that he wouldn't be that way with his spouse. Right. Right. So. Right. Well, but he, mind you, his wife wasn't with him. And, and he <laughs> probably looked at it where you was washing clothes, and now you asking me to take the clothes up. He probably felt like you should have been doing that all. Once again, mm -hmm. that's that male mm -hmm. ego not realizing, you know, like, uh, you know, let's let's say a lot of men don't really help out around the house. I can do better, but there's, you know, but because of the way I was raised up uh, in a, in a uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a domestic violence home or whatnot or uh, emotional home. There's certain things that I like. I don't. I don't. I struggle with washing dishes. But you can say, "Hey, baby, when you vacuum the floor, I grab the vacuum and go to you know. Don't think mm -hmm. nothing twice about it. Cause that's something that I'm comfortable with. You you know, like you might say, "Hey, uh, I did like the other night. You put the stuff in the bathtub, and I turned around and cleaned the bathtub. It didn't mm -hmm. you know, didn't phase me at all. Some men, and that's where communication goes mm -hmm. in." They need to stop looking at that as beneath them and looking at that as I'm putting my wife first, I'm helping her out, and she may be a little bit tired today, so why not help her get some rest? Because she's been working too, and a lot of times she's been with the kids or grandkids, and just do a little something to help out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That goes back to communicate, But it really goes back to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you just got to say, all right, baby, I'm sorry. I kind of overreacted. Will you forgive me this time? So it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, the next time I, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn or, or whatever, we have to, and this goes back to we, we watching this here TV show. And I'm looking at this TV show, and I'm blaming the guy because in this team, now both parties was wrong. I'm not saying both parties is right. They both was wrong. But in this particular TV show, the guy has had a couple of affairs, and the wife has stuck with him. Well, she accidentally had one, and he done flew the cuckoo's nest. And in my mind, I'm thinking, dude, you should forgive her. Y'all just need to go get counseling together 
and work this thing out. I mean, that's how I'm looking at the show. Thinking, you know what? Just calm down. I get you upset. Go out with the fellas. Have you a drink. Come back home. Run through the yellow pages. Find you a Put counselor. Put God first and Put work God it out. Put God first. Because this is a, a pastor and his wife uh -huh. who we talking about on this show. This is a Christian marriage. And I'm just looking it's at it TV. like. It's TV. But and even with it being TV, I'm looking at it thinking, I don't see the point. You know, just work it out. I mean, yeah, everybody that made mistakes, and you both need counseling. That's how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 we have to learn things are going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, things is going to be said that's going to hurt your feelings. Unfortunately, uh, he may say, baby, I'll be home at 6. Uh, me and the guys going smoking a cigar, and he actually don't get home till 8. And he might not even text you. He might not call. That's going to happen. It, you know, don't get, I mean, I'm saying be mad about it. But don't overblow it. And learn to just say, all right, baby, I'm sorry for getting upset. And guys, learn to say, baby, I'm sorry. I know I told you I'd be home at 6. We just got to laugh and cutting up. You know, just, just learn to. Understand where you need to put your energy. In right. This. Right. Because if you're getting mad at every little thing, you're going to wear your body down. You're going to not have energy for where you need to put your energy. Uh, forgiveness is a, a hard thing at times, depending yes. on what it is. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's not. Right. So if you're still learning each other, uh, and you're going to be learning each other throughout your whole marriage... But if he's going to the cigar bar and constantly doing this, that's time for communication. Yeah. So understanding where you need to go with this. And then sometimes you may need to go to Christian counseling. Yeah. And mm -hmm. some things, you know, that you're not being able to communicate well with each other. But forgiveness in a marriage is important. Yeah. Uh, and not going to bed mad is very important. Uh, just having a clear understanding of each other so that you don't have all these problems and you don't have to forgive that often. Right. And, and to add to that, and I'm, I'm, I keep saying as men, sometimes you honestly, honestly got to realize you're not right all the time. You're really not. We think, I think we are. I think that's, I don't know <laughs> that that's for men only. I think yeah, that's I know, for but women I'm just, as well. Yeah, I'm saying it because I'm a guy because sometimes guys, we struggle with forgiving because we struggled with saying I was wrong. Okay. You know, I think it can be on both <laughs> it sides. It can be on both depending sides. Depending on the True. personality. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. True. But just really understand where you're putting your energies in all this. Right, right. But really understanding that you're both going to make mistakes. Or for whatever reason. And it, in m the majority of mistakes that are made, does it really even matter? That's the key. Yeah. Does it even matter? And then think about it, especially if you've already had an investment in your marriage, is it really worth not forgiving the person for and you've already put that investment in? And that's the difference if, they, if it's domestic violence or emotional or whatever. I get that, uh, verbal abuse, physical abuse. That's a different story. But if you definitely got a good, strong marriage and this one or two things pop up, is it really worth throwing it away because you don't want to say I'm sorry, you don't want to say I forgive you, or you don't want to say let's look, let's go to God for this, 
and let's ask God to forgive us both because at some point we both probably got us in this situation. I may have done it or you may have done it or I may have said it or you may have said it, but it's probably something that I did that made you say what you So let's seek God in this. And I get that can be hard to do, uh, especially when you're asking for forgiveness, but sometimes we just might need to allow that to happen, you know. Uh, so. So when you have to forgive, continue dating. Yep. Right on to the next. Yep. And how can you continue dating when you have children in the marriage, when you have, you know, then swap off with another family that can't afford to, you know, have child care. Swap off like once a month with the family so that you can go on a date with your spouse or get out of the house. Now, we don't have that issue here. We, you know, we're empty nesters at this point, so we can come and go as we please and do what we please. And we, and I will say Eric's better at this than I am as far as making it more creative uh, in the sense of coming up with new things. And he listens to the radio a lot more. So when things come on, he's like, oh, I heard about this. We should go and do this. So. Yeah, uh, and I really, 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 really think that you should always date your spouse. Yeah, I get that we are married and we, you know, holy matrimony, all that. But that thrill of trying to get her or that thrill of trying to get him should always be there. However that works for you, however that looks, I don't know. But you should always be dating your spouse. I mean, you should get excited just to go to McDonald's, you know, because that, that might be all you can afford tonight. Hey, baby, we've been working hard six, seven weeks. We ain't went nowhere. You know, let's just take this little $10. Let's go to McDonald's, get us a, you know, cheeseburger fries and a milkshake or, you know, I'm just saying that lightly, but get excited mm -hmm. about doing that. Get dressed up to do it and, and, if and that's where you can go. Exactly. It shouldn't matter what you can afford or what you can afford. Right. If you're creative in this. And most people have a computer within their house or on their phone, and they can Google, you know, creative ways to date with $10. Right. And it'll come up. So, uh, you know, and then, or save money to have a big date once right. a month. Right. You know, if you put a dollar aside, you know, each month, that's $30 if you're budgeted that much. Or don't eat lunch out. Right. There's all different ways to go about you know, putting your wife or your husband first right. and making this happen within the marriage. Because if you don't keep things changing in this sense, then it's it will get boring and stale. Right. And that's not what God wants us. He wants us to grow together, to experience things together, to love together, to live together. Right. And then look at it this way. You dated to get married. <laughs> You know, right, right. you went on dates all the you time. You probably to get, went on dates that you couldn't even you afford. You couldn't even afford when you was when you was courting each other, trying to win each other over. So now look at it this way: when you're in a dating situation, you almost got to think, well, if this don't work out, I don't lost a lot of money. <laughs> you know, but now you married, you know where the money goes. I mean, you ain't got to worry about it. Look, babe, we going out to eat tonight. <laughs> you know that's your baby. You going out to eat with. You know, so why not? Yeah, I do. I think dating uh, your spouse should never, ever, ever come to an end. Mm -hmm. You should always, you should always look at dating. 
like you say, there's there's and there's so much out there now. I'm not the best at it, but like the wife said, I've learned. I knew that I wasn't the best at it, so I was okay with that. So I've learned to put tools in front of me to help me get better. Because I know I don't know it all. I mean, I got certain apps on my phone. I got an app on my phone that does a daily intimacy thing. And some of the things I do, and so, she don't even know I, she, now she don't even know I had this app. But it helps me become a better me. But that goes back to putting your spouse ahead of you. And he doesn't know about an idea that we're we're going to have, and that's we're going to a restaurant called Counter in the near future, and it's an experience. He may have to go eat after we get done at this <laughs> dinner, but it's going to be an experience. <laughs> but, you know, those are little simple things when you talk about dating. You know, like I say, I, I've learned, but I learned this, number one, as a guy by being in, in men's groups, being men's ministry. I learned this here by listening to men's, you know, podcasts or men's uh, radio shows. And you learn that, you know, there's some guys out here who know this a little bit better than me that I can learn from, and I need to put ego aside. And that's what I'm saying to men. Be okay with dating, dating your wife. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. It ain't always got to be dressed up, but every now and again, it's okay to go to Roof Chris, too. Yes, and he's taken me to Roof Chris. A couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yeah. So for whatever your situation is, just know that this is for better, for worse, when you take those vows to put God first. And remember, your spouse isn't your Savior. Jesus is. And with that being said. Yes, with that being said, we want to say thank you for listening to Ride Hard. Love Harder. A podcast for biker couples where couples live out their journeys, building hobbies, celebrating a, a fun-filled fun life together. together.